1: What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entries. Ta-ta.
2: This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy. Well, I guess I should face this way.
1: My good buddy, there you go. the Lotus of the Doom. What's up, hey. dude? How's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. And actually, uh, we'll probably get into it at, like, the mid-break thing. But uh, it's it's going very well just because of everybody posting their uh, end-of-year Spotify wrapped things, which has been yeah. quite overwhelming.
2: Yeah, lots of cool stuff. Go check out everyone's Twitter accounts and mine, too. I posted a whole bunch of images and screenshots about, like, thank you to all of our listeners and this is what percentage of people share. Like, we're in the top 5% of most shared Podcasts on the internet. Did you know that? Or at least yeah. on Spotify. Like there's a bunch of right. cool and stats.
1: That's only one platform. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 It's, it's, there's some crazy stuff out there. So go, go look up the stuff that I posted on the Twitter account, on the Robot Rated Twitter account, if you want to see any of that stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, but thank you to all of our listeners. Yeah. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome, chat. Thanks for being here. Uh, Lemonian in chat says, I thought you added that stuff in post, talking about the intro sounds and stuff. No, man. It's all part of the live show. It's all, yep. it's all together and it makes it much more efficient. (laughs) I have less editing to do later on. So, yeah. So, welcome, everybody. We are getting back to uh, conversations about Morrowind and the Dunmer. And um, this week, we we teased it two weeks ago. We decided, you know what, we're only going to go into the houses a little bit as they as they... Occur in the history and the story of how things progressed in the society But we wanted to leave some of the more specific details about the nature of each of the houses kind of the Personalities of them for for this episode that we're gonna do so we're gonna go through all the all the great houses the current ones as of the state of the most recent games, but then um, also the the houses that aren't around anymore some of the ones that used to be great houses some of the ones that are minor houses that or historically were part of this uh, i don't know what to call it uh, it's not a pantheon um pantheon crossed my mind but that's it's not the right word uh yeah, it's senate not pantheon,
1: but I, 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 yeah i don't know what to i don't know what to call it
2: Yeah, something like that. But it doesn't matter what we call it. But uh, that's what we're talking about today. So I hope you guys are interested in this. And one thing that I think is particularly worth noting, and I didn't bring this up to Lotus ahead of time, but Lotus, have you heard about the rumors of where people think Elder Scrolls Online is going next year,
1: right? I love the idea of us going to the Morrowind Mitten, as I call it. (laughs) The mitten, yeah, because yeah, um, it looks like a little mitten on the map. But yeah. I would love it because then we could see Necrom and all this other stuff. Boots, you're not helping. Yeah, so t- more Talvani. He's stuff. also very excited about this potentially.
2: Bo- Boost is our third. Ho- <laughs> uh, Boost, Boots is our third host. I called him Boost. Boost sounds like the name of like a superhero dog in like a, a Disney show. <laughs> I am Boost, and here to help. All right. Well, (laughs) enough of that silliness. Let's uh, let's get on with the show. So we're going to go through each of the different major houses and mostly we're just focusing on the personality and who they are in relationship to each other and how they how they kind of work together. Now, the first thing that I want you to keep in mind as we're talking about the houses of Morrowind is that they are part of the political structure, but they aren't like current Politics, Like if in the United States, for example, we've got two major political groups. You've got the Republicans and the Democrats. And if you decided to be one of those, you could. And if at any point you wanted to switch and be the other, you could, it's totally up to you making that decision. This isn't like that at all. You are born into a house. And if your house gets dissolved, you might be welcome into another house, but that's one of the rare occasions where you can actually change houses. For the most part, these are more like being born into born into like
1: a mafia. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's a sort of like a mafia family dynamic, except they are the governing bodies. <laughs> right. So if you are House
2: Redran or House Talvani or whoever, you are until death. This, these are your people. This is the group that you are siding with. And you might decide to work with some of the other houses or you might agree on some things, but you probably disagree on a lot of stuff, other stuff as well. And at no point will you ever be asked to switch or welcome into another house? if you got kicked out of yours for just being a a terrible person? Like that would be very rare. So that's kind of where this starts Well, also
1: a lot of the houses have um, interesting moral dynamics, not even just amongst each other, which varies quite a bit, but even in and amongst the houses themselves can get a little interesting at points and sort of kind of cutthroat in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some cool stuff going on here. So let's start with House Rideran. I mentioned them
2: a second ago. They are there are five remaining great houses, and House Redoran. And we're pulling a lot of this information because it's it's all been kind of boiled down into the UESP wiki. And the section on House Redoran. There's a bunch of stuff here historically about who they were and where they were. We talked about a little bit of that stuff on the last episode, but I want to focus more on their personality. In the final paragraph in that section, it says the main focus of House Redoran is maintaining the traditions of the settled Dunmer, and more specifically. The Way of the Warrior. So when you think Redoran, think Way of the Warrior. As a result, House Redoran has long served as Merwin's de facto military. Members of House Redoran often believe themselves to be naturally superior to
1: other great houses. (laughs) Amazing. Not only do Mer like to pretend they're superior... amongst other races, they also need to have a superiority test amongst themselves. <laughs> yes, yes. So far uh, uh, for the course,
2: I guess. Yeah, it, it all it's all par for the course. So due to the House's emphasis on tradition and piety, the Tribunal Temple was a natural ally. We mentioned a little bit of this on the last episode as well. With the majority of Vivek's buoyant armagers hailing from the House, House Redoran maintained strained relationships with the Ashlander tribes of Vardenfell. Uh, The Morgue Tong, House Hlalu and House Telvani, they held respect for House Inderil and were willing to fight alongside House Dress. So this recaps a few of those connections between the different houses and some of the places where they either sided together or whatever. Um, during the Third Empire's reign over Morrowind, the Red Oran also held mutual respect for the Fighters Guild, which makes sense because they they're very warrior right. focused. I was going to say it's, it's mutual interest slash respect. Right. And the Imperial Legion. Remember, they were the ones that got along better with the Legion initially compared to some of the yeah. other houses. Yep. They did not hold other Imperial institutions such as the Mages Guild, the Thieves Guild and the Imperial Cult in such high esteem. <laughs> so they still had their differences. Like the other great houses, House Ritterrand loathed the cultists of the sixth house and the vampires of Varden. We're going to talk about the sixth house. We'll get there. And the vampires of Vardenfell and disapproved of the Komona Tong's illegal activities. So um, do, you, do you remember much about the Komona Tong? About Komona Tong? The Komona Tong.
1: They're I really not. I mean, I. I that works. I know they, their existence it is and stuff like that, but they, they've never really been at the forefront of anything that I specifically remember. Other than they might have had more of an influence in Elder Scrolls Three than I remember, but also I played that game. In 2002? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. There, there's a section in the UESB. We're not going to sidetrack into this too much. But. Yeah, they're,
1: they're they're not really necessarily like this discussion topic, but we could always do something on the Kimonatong at another point. Right, right.
2: A brief uh, synopsis from Vorar Vendu. Who says the kimono are slavers murderers extortionists everything a vile crime syndicate can be they don't like outlanders, especially ones who cut into their profits. So think of them as if these are all mafia groups. This is a side group that is way more ambitious and terrible. The, yeah, the regular it also mafia. seems
1: well. We'll get into House Drez, but it seems like they share a lot of commonality with House Drez. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so.
2: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't looked too much into this stuff. So, I'm sure, we tried to have Arimatheus on the show today uh, from Written in Uncertainty. He that would has. have been great. But yeah, time he, zones. he loves this stuff. Like this is his bailiwick. Oh, that's a good word. Uh, I'm sure he would have things to say about them. I I'm not going to talk too much on on that until I research it some more. So then we have uh, House Telvani. So, in general, the Telvani did not interact with the other houses or guilds, nor did they have any many enemies save for the Abolitionists and the Imperial Mages Guild. However, the Telvani themselves were universally disliked or disapproved of by all the other factions found in Vardenfell as late as the Third Era 427. On the other hand, the Telvani did not have the usual hatred of vampires that most other factions held. Their lords and mouths were willing to speak to vampires. Wizards did not fear vampires nearly as much as other folk did. House Telvanni is, the, they are basically the, like, if Redorand are the warrior group, Telvanni is the mage group. And that's part right. of why they didn't like the Imperial
1: Mages Guild is because they're kind of stepping on each other's toes. Yes, and I could also understand them not really having much fear over vampires as... Th- they're really impressive wizards Uh, so like extra you know some something outside the norm to them it's probably something they deal with on a semi-regular basis anyways being that they you know for example live in giant mushrooms (laughs) yes they live (laughs) in weird is part of their thing so what might be a bit scary and otherworldly to normal denizens might not be so much when you're dealing in the the transmundane and the weird stuff already Right, right. Now, the Telvanni are known for living in
2: the easternmost side of Morrowind, up on the peninsula that we were talking about, uh, where places like Necron are. And um, this is also known as the Telvani Peninsula. This is the rumored location where some people feel like they've, they've pulled some lines out of the most recent Elder Scrolls Online updates and and they have ZeniMax has this habit of hinting at where things are going to go in the future by dropping just little lines of dialogue where somebody says I hear this part of the world is a nice place to visit visit these days and then sure enough the next expansion goes there and we're like oh they hinted at it we totally missed that
1: they definitely breadcrumb mechanics Throughout the game, as well as storyline, which is which is interesting because they give you enough that makes speculation fun, and also you know it it can amount to something, right? But it's also there is also speculation, plausible
2: deniability, right? Like if it ends up not being there, we could just be like, like, oh well, well we missed the other line where it said this was a cool place, exactly. That was where they ended up. It's hard
1: to see going forward whereas, you know twenty twenty hindsight stuff it's like oh yeah obviously it was this so i'll I'll be curious i haven't i haven't looked into it um as i'm currently working through the final part of it myself not that we're going to spoil anything for the most recent stuff in elder scrolls online but um i haven't seen anything that necessarily led me in that direction i just really would like that so i'm totally on board with the idea
2: yeah, yeah. No, I think it would be cool, too. I think a lot of people would be on board with it. Um, one of the cool reasons why it would be so cool is they have these houses, like you mentioned, that are in these giant mushrooms. Um the aesthetic of House Tav- Talvani in general is is very interesting. So, for example, um, their armor and the clothing that they make—they've got these like cool-looking robes. But then the helmets almost look like mushroom-shaped helmets. Also, you know,
1: like there's—it's a very striking kind of motif to a lot of. They their have stuff. a really organic motif to most of their stuff. Yeah, lamps—that's like the thing that I always find very cool about their aesthetic. Their lamps, their lanterns, how they actually light their houses and stuff like that they almost look like like glowing pods growing out of the stuff which i mean they are fungal houses and stuff like that in the game. So it's just like, it's really cool that a lot of their stuff holds on to that naturey vibe, but in a different way than like the Bosmer, for
2: example. Right, right. I feel like the Telvanni stuff is some of the most alien looking. This is one of the things a lot of people talk about with with Morrowind is it feels like you're going to this alien land, right? Without a
1: doubt. And it feels a little more, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but whereas the Bosmer have a big thing where it feels like they're kind of one with nature. In, in the game, I always feel that the Delvani feel more like they're subjugating it a little more, just the way their stuff uh, is. Yeah. I, I can see that.
2: I can see that. Yeah, they're not they're not just like using, utilizing nature and living with it.
1: It's they're, like, no, we need you to do this. Yeah, so we're going to just yeah.
2: help you do this for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that that I can see that as well. Um, so, yeah, when you think Delvani think uh, powerful mages, who are subjugating the world around them and are kind of separatists in, in a way compared to the other houses. Um, then we have Inderil house. Inderil is, uh, or unorthodox, or I'm sorry, we're orthodox and conservative supporters of the tribunal temple during its millennia long reign over Morrowind. So tribunal temple, remember the, the tribunal, uh, Vivek, Alexia Sothasil, um, Claiming kinship with the tribunal themselves and boasting such ancient heroes as the Hortator, 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 oh. Hortator. Hortator? No, Hortator. Hort- I always say Hortator. But I, I, so much, Hortator. I want to say Hortator. I, I have to struggle not to. Um, Indoril Nerevar. So Indoril Nerevar. House Inderil. Nerevar comes up a lot in in the stories and events. Um, House Inderil was dominated. Uh, has dominated temple authority since time immemorial and memorial man words are hard today they have always held prominent positions within the temple hierarchy and throughout history the fates of house inderil and the temple have been closely linked through the temple house inderil's influence was felt across morrowind even beyond their traditional borders so any thoughts on them, lotus
1: Eh. so (laughs) i i it's just i don't know i they're definitely they the thing with them is they have some as, as we're discussing in chat there uh, <laughs> they're like a new level of of being like superior i their aesthetic is a little divisive but i feel that they're such a unique aspect to the series and one of the things before we get too far away from them i did want to bring up um is in the morrowind expansion in eso mm-hmm. um when you deal with House Telvanni, uh, I believe her name is Suns and, S- Sun and Shadow. Maybe it's a it's a Argonian tale that happens over in that area. Um, they have a really unique hierarchy um, where they're fine with slavery like that's that's their thing um you're talking about inderil here or Telvanni? i'm sorry i i i before we get to indra i'm sorry okay, i was still sorry. sticking with the Telvanni stuff. Okay. no no okay inderil, was, not so much with the slaving sorry no, that makes sorry. sense okay so, yeah yeah. sorry um yes <laughs> what, what was i gonna say i i mentioned it before we got too far from Telvanni is what it was um the the thing the thing i find about them is they're so unique and the reason i bring that up now is inderal seems like You've got this situation where, at least to me, because theoretically, in in the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, you have your your Indril Nerevar reborn. Th- right. Theoretically, like that's how it goes out, and you're the Nerevarian. It always struck me as they were like the most neutral of all of these people because they're kind of at the center. Th- yes, that's actually maybe that's a little better than neutral. They're, yeah, they're kind of I, in the
2: middle. I get what um, you're saying. Like, they're they're not extreme on the spectrum. They're kind of right.
1: So, yes. and And th- this is what, so like you've got Talvani which I was just talking about, very unique, very weird. They have like these bizarre hierarchies where you can go from being a slave to being like one of the head people in in the guild and it's actually like pretty open to um you, you'd think people who are in favor of slavery would not want <laughs> diversity um and they seem to think less of other races very easily but at the same time when you can prove your worth they seem to think that's above all else well yeah there's uh, there's there's power in that yes so there, there's and, they value and- power
2: and somebody who can prove their that they are powerful and valuable Right. Therefore, they they rise through the the ranks. Yes. Anyone who is not valuable stays at the
1: absolute bottom. So that's why that makes sense. Right. And then, you know, we had talked about rhetoric where they're just like its strength, its power. That's their way to that's their claim to fame. This Inderal, to me, at least, at least in the grand scheme of things, especially playing through the Morrowind things, always struck me as kind of just like like you said it's like the middle point in the others we're going to get into the other houses as well and it'll make more sense but like they just struck me as kind of like the I, you know what we'll we'll do we had mentioned the the two-party system in in mm-hmm. the united states for example there's right. the democrats or republicans this this situation strikes me as like i'm an independent <laughs> like they're yeah. just kind of yeah yeah. Okay. Like you all right. have your points, guys. I just, if I disagree with
2: you, it doesn't mean I'm on the other side. I'm just moderate, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Just that's... because I disagree with your point doesn't mean I think the whole other opposite side of this is the answer.
1: Ooh. I'm a moderate. Right. So that <laughs> right. that's that that's what has always struck me about House syndrome. It's just yeah. always been that. I, I... Yeah. I can Which see I see guess that. I could the choice of any character I had to play. I'm glad that it was that house. <laughs> yeah and well they
2: also seem they're they're in connection with the the tribunal temple and the tribunal temple once they are in power once the tribunal is in power there's a sense of let's just keep this the status quo <laughs> right like we're here we are we are now your gods and nothing else needs to change let's let's not go too extreme here guys let's just let's just We'll stay in power. How about that, right? Yeah. Like there's a feeling really, of like you keep doing your things, but let's let's not be too extreme about that,
1: right? You because all, you all explain your point of view, and we'll just keep everything kind every, of tempered in the it's middle here. F- it'll be
2: fine. We're gonna it, take care yes. of everyone. So that, right. you know, that big old rock in the sky. Don't worry about it. I got
1: that. We're, it's fine. Yeah. it's like Don't fine. worry. It's still fine. Like right. everything's right. still right.
2: good. Right. Don't lose faith yeah. in us. We're still right. here. We're still as powerful, or if not more powerful, than you think we are and everything's gonna be fine, right? And they're kind of in in part of that. They're kind of the ones who are just like, yeah, well, okay, yeah, everything's fine. Everyone just chill out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's just always the vibe they've set up, which I guess is sort of me a lot of the time, where I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know. It takes a lot to get me to be too extreme with stuff. So it's just like, yeah, that seems good. Just right in the middle. Right in the middle. Let's listen to all the sides, which can be pretty varied when it gets to the Morrowind Great houses. <laughs> and we'll yeah, just yeah. stay nice and tempered
2: in the middle. Yeah. So okay. So let's move on from them. Oh, where'd my camera you're go? Weird. My camera just. Oh, now, now I'm you're back. A literal robot. Weird. All right. So here, let's move on to the fourth fourth of the main houses. Um, house dress. So House Drez (laughs) uh, has a mainly rural but still very wealthy agrarian agricultural society, maintaining vast salt rice plantations on the plains and marshes surrounding Tyr. The Drez were also the Dunmer who shipped the majority of slaves to the other great houses their symbol is chains <laughs> yeah
1: okay so <laughs> this is definitely one of the rougher
2: houses yes uh, it goes on it goes on keeping thousands of captives mostly argonians and Khajiit in their and did i say congee yeah. in their <laughs> infamous slave pens of tier and the surrounding plantations the drez are also known among the great houses for maintaining a persistent tradition of daedra worship and ancestor reverence so they they're they're a little at odds with the tribunal.
1: Yeah, a little more into the old ways, mm-hmm. a little more uh, connection to like the Ashlander style of living, right. Um, Um, And then very high superiority to other races in their minds.
2: (laughs) Yes, Uh, it goes on. Let me just finish this off. Their their staunch support of unity between the great houses and their emphasis of inter-house relations and the improvement of Dunmerry society as a whole. So uh, if everybody's getting along and you're supplying everyone's slaves, then you make more money off of the slave trade. Yeah. Right, like everyone yeah. get along. We all we're all just going to like chill out here. Uh, we got plenty of plenty of slaves slaves for sale. Everyone's working their fields, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where everything's good. Okay, cool. Buy some more slaves from us.
1: It's kind of the the feeling I get from them. Yes, very much so. And I feel like um, in in terms of them, they always have struck me as one of the. Um, yes, they're a great house. Um, and it's but it seems like they always have they're kind of uh, economically a little more of a one-trick pony where it's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're not going to do our own field work. And our main (laughs) source of income is basically selling slaves. So, like, the, the big thing with them seems to you know obviously the thing they're most well known for especially with their you mentioned their house sigil of like being literal chains um slave slavery is like designed around their culture but as a as a side effect they always struck me as one of the weaker houses trying to stay relevant with the houses that are a little more self-sufficient
2: yeah there's also that like okay we're not we're not strong like the Redoran, we're not powerful mages like the talvani but
1: we're, yeah we're we haven't good at business Hulali's strength yet either right um, we're good we don't have the commanding business. presence of inderal we it's can just sell kinda, you some here. slaves <laughs> right we can sell you stuff we found make the thing that we're your good at house better <laughs> like your your life will be easier if you let us stick around type of thing right right um, oh, man, which, that's which is really really weird uh oh, it's really kind me, of it's skeezy always, yeah, it it's definitely, they're definitely a bit of a cringe house <laughs> um, for, for, for the most part. But the um, the thing is, it's just like they, as a result of some of the more extremist views and the fact that they like the idea of like keeping the houses happy, it seems more like a necessity than something they. you know what I mean? It's like, okay, like you said, as long as we can keep supplying you with stuff like slaves and stuff like that, mm. all will be good. If people don't like them, they're basically like their outside commerce does not go to people outside the other great houses for the most part. Right, right. Well, it's, it's so like they a free need market.
2: To be friends. It's <laughs> like a free market situation, right? Like, right. if there's demand for something, the market's going to find a way to fulfill it. So, in these cultures, there's demand for slaves. House dresses are the ones who are able to fulfill it the best. And it also makes sense because they're. Agricultural and agrarian. This is the slaves are their workhorse. That is the machine that keeps their economy going. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it just makes sense. Like there is demand for something, and because society permits it, therefore this exists. Um, so that's that's basically house dress. Now let's let's talk about the last one. This is the fifth house, and the one that we know the least about. House Sadress is one of the five houses. Right at the beginning of the fourth era, following the Oblivion Crisis um of the third era 433 and the eruption of red mountain in the fourth era five house hlalu was stripped of its great house status and removed from the grand council of morrowind house Sadrus, whose prior status and holdings are unknown was selected to fill the seat on the council so this is the newest of the great houses because hlalu was removed right they got Which, kicked out and Sadrus was somebody that was out there i mean they were a house that was out there but they just didn't they didn't show up too much in any of the other games so far and so we just don't know that much about them
1: right they're they're becoming great <laughs> as opposed right. to like next in line all right ready? here you go who
2: what right. you guys are about yet we don't really know because we haven't had a game to find out
1: exactly they're they're,
2: they're new to the table Right. Right. So that means that there are some former great houses like Hualu and Dagoth. And then there are some historic houses, which we can talk about as well. But we're going to save those for after the break because we need to go thank our patrons. So we'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love
1: This is Hamius Morak, Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast.
2: All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, and uh, chat is just hamming it up about slave trade and how weird it would be when people jump into the stream and hear us talking about the economics and, and merits of slave yep. trade. Uh,
1: yeah. like I said, this is definitely a little more of the awkward uh, sections of the lore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely weird.
2: Imagine listening to this at work, and then all of a sudden pulling your headphones out, and it gets real loud, and all, yeah, and like and we're, really we're talking about text thing. Yeah, what, what and everyone just looks
1: at you up? like, what are you listening? too right and even rob was like someone clip the way i said house dress great and then just stop right after the slide <laughs> so yeah. it's wildly out yeah. of context that sounds- it's like yeah a lot of this is pretty dicey uh yeah. lore where it's just like it's not it's not it's not all it's not all fun in this world. It's, it's unfortunately got some really seedy aspects to it and this is a big one. That's true. It's true.
2: But one of the not seedy aspects about our world is that we're supported by you guys, our patrons. Yeah. And we get to thank our patrons for being here and for signing up. So we have some new ones that have signed up in the last week. That includes Ian H and Van Hoffenheimer. I hope that's your, your actual like, last name because that's awesome. Uh, Gunner M and Sam and Annie E and just seriously just moments before we started the, the stream today uh, Kelsey L welcome to the Patreon thank you for being here and for all of your support and if you're interested in checking out what we have on the Patreon, which includes all sorts of stuff. Ad-free episodes, t-shirts, joining us on future episodes of the show, all sorts of fun things. Go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check that out. Also, we have to shout out our Tier 5 Daedric Princes, Evelyn R., Kira C., and Noodle Al Dente. Evelyn is our new, one of our newest Daedric Princes. Evelyn, you should tell us which Daedric Prince you are. Which one are you mantling? This will be awesome. Um, so, thank you so much to everybody. You guys are awesome. Um, Thank you for being here. We also have a new review that came in. This is from dsweb2312 at 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 three at signs at the end from Great Britain who writes get lost in the world of Elder Scrolls I have listened to this podcast consecutively for the past four weeks while at work and it has made time fly by not only is it a wonder to hear the lore behind the games I love but also engaging listening to Tom and Lotus talk about their own experiences in the world of Tamriel many thanks go out to you two and the time and effort you have spent on not only the quality of your podcast but the quality the quantity you provide many thanks Dan Thorondor, Thorondor, Thorondor. I like Thorondor. Thorondor. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure we mispronounced that, but uh, thank you. Dan. I'm sure we both mispronounced it. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's. <nice. laughs> but I still appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, thanks to everybody who listens. We we got the Spotify year and review stuff for like everybody gets their own little thing about like these are the the songs you listen to the most this year and all of that. Yep. But as a creator, you get one as well. And holy moly guys you guys have been sharing this show a lot Uh, lots of new listeners people who do listen to the show listen to a lot of it there's yeah (laughs) there's um, we showed up on the in the top podcast list of thousands of you Mm -hmm. thousands of people we're in your like top five podcast so if you have your little thing and you want to share your image with us please feel free to share it on twitter or post it in the discord and be like hey look you're one of my top shows We, we love seeing that that would be awesome so thank you to everybody for listening and for another awesome year of this show so just wanted to say that before we get back into the houses of morrowind so why don't we get back to it
1: you're listening to the Elder Scrolls lore Cast dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves
2: you. All right, here we are. We're back. And now we get to talk about House Hlaalu. H-L-A-A-L-U. Hlalu. Hlaalu. That's a good word, huh? It is. So according to the great houses of Morrowind, as a result of its close relationship with the imperial administration, House Hlalu has emerged as politically and economically dominant among the great houses of Varnfell and Morrowind. Hlalu welcomes imperial culture and law, imperial legions and bureaucracy, and imperial freedom of trade and religion. All of that should sound very like uh, red flags
1: super down with the empire
2: that sounds (laughs) like red flags if you are a regular old dunmer just doing your daily stuff and you're like wait what they
1: are they are currently being appropriated by the empire and they are all over it right
2: (laughs) right and remember how's the great houses of morrowind is one of those books that was part of the game morrowind so this is filling people in on the way the world is at that time in history um it goes on a little bit and says hlalu still honors the old dunmer way the ancestors, the temple, and the noble houses, but has readily adapted to the rapid pace of change <laughs> and progress in the imperial provinces. So yeah, so these guys yeah, used to be totally on top. We love the old ways, but also we'll throw that stuff in the trash if it makes us a dollar. Uh. Yeah, and well, speaking of dollars, the uh, the sign of House Holalu, the symbol is the scales. And the scales are typically used in symbols of trade. We, we see it in the United States with like balancing justice mm-hmm. and, and justice being blind, that whole symbol. But typically the scales are more of a trade symbol. You put right. two things, then, you balance them, you make the trade
1: yeah this is where you can kind of have like uh for an old wrestling reference i was going to say this is where the million dollar man thing of him just saying money 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 comes in (laughs) because this is all i picture with them there's actually a deck in tales of tribute in eso Mm -hmm. uh known as you know it's the halalu deck and and it's all about gold generation like that's That's the play style of the deck is to get currency, to buy other cards to help you win the game and things like that. So it's like they really, they are the economic powerhouse. And, you know, if there's insider trading going on or whatever, that's on them. They're all about that life. Just whatever you can do to make a buck to further your, you know, further your power and further your alliance and stuff like that. Yeah. They bet
2: big on the Imperials. So Yeah, because they thought the Imperials are going to be a good way to make a buck. Um, Right. So the summary here says the house was largely concerned with business and diplomacy, seeking to strengthen ties with a with at times unconventional allies such as the empire. And although profit was often a primary objective, yeah, objective, traditional Hlalu practice recognized the value of a good reputation over money. This was their great strength. They were fast talkers and intelligent traders and their great liability. Most. Hallu were bribeable either with gold or with other favors and their leaders are no exception house Halalu retainers were also masters of thievery sneaking lock picking blackmailing and backstabbing both literal and metaphorical well some <laughs> while some counselors they're basically game of Thrones, the house right yeah uh, while some counselors were honest and fair others were more underhanded and corrupt However, House Lalu's most distinguishing distinguishing characteristic was its willingness to live in harmony with the other races, setting it apart from the other, occasionally xenophobic Dunmer great houses. So we mentioned this with dress, this idea that their main income source was the slave trade, and how everybody getting along meant that their slave trade would go well. They could make business with other other houses, right? Yeah. Now, if you dial that up to like 11, now we have House Hulalu, because basically their business is everything else and keeping everything moving between the houses was of great importance to them.
1: Right. And and the thing with, um, I, I guess, one of the more what we would assume, or at least I would consider probably a more redeeming quality that could be there type of thing is the benefit of the fact that they seem a little more willing to work with anybody. Granted, (laughs) the reason they're willing to work with anybody is so that they can make a buck and get ahead. But at the same time, you had mentioned the xenophobia. That's like pretty prevalent, uh, not only in just a lot of the great houses, but a lot, a lot of the, you know, Don Mary people, they're definitely a little more accepting of outsiders, just straight up. Like, you know, the, fine doesn't matter who you are as long as you like everybody's everybody's septums are gold like so just give them here i don't really i don't care about your background i don't care about any of that stuff but the problem is when that is your main focus that's a huge problem with them because again when you're constantly backstabbing those in your own group for for gaining power that's that's a little rough, um, yeah. Because yeah. you don't know who you can actually trust. And from the political stance, it, man, you're just making deals. And how much are you actually like? How much can anyone really take you at your word at that point? Right, right. So, while things were going well, they were going pretty well
2: because they were upwardly mobile and they were sophisticated in the way they dealt with other groups and they were stabbing people in the back and all that stuff. But when things start to go bad starting with, like, the Oblivion Crisis and the Empire pulling out their protection of Orowind in order to defend Cyrodiil. Right. All of a sudden, House Lalu's. everyone's looking at them like, wait a minute, I thought you said the Empire was going to help us. Yeah. What's the deal with this? Okay, so why
1: were we wasting our time with this? Clearly, outsiders are bad, where it's like, uh, no, no. Why did we trust
2: you? Yeah. Correct. And then uh, the explosion of, or the eruption of Red Mountain, basically an explosion, Um, and then again, the Imperials don't help out and the people suffer. And so now they look at House Lalu again a second time. They're like, yeah, the, y- why did we follow you? This is terrible. And that all leads to their expulsion and yeah. and the, the movement of them out of the Great Houses and House Sadras into the Great Houses. Yeah, they get bumped down to B tier. They get bumped out. Yep so i guess that's that's the thing is if you uh if you if you bet too big on the wrong thing you don't get to stay in one of the major houses
1: yeah it's a big (laughs) you can just think of them as like a a big stock market gamble from that house, where it's just like, all right, we're going all in on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't work out. We are totally in trouble. <laughs> like,
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gatson in, in chat says, Halalu is interesting because they oppose, uh, they officially oppose slavery, but many of them are in the Kimona Tong, which deals in slavery. Yeah, that whole yeah. like working both I, sides of the thing. I, thing.
1: Again, a, a lot of it's speaking, not so much actions to stuff, which is... Right. Again, right. hard to distinguish where actual lines are with a lot of these things, but it's yeah. the same thing with any political party. I mean, it's, it what feels like politics. As opposed to what you do, that's right. politics. It's like, totally
2: politics. You say the thing that people want to hear and then you totally do the opposite thing. Yeah, Like most people in politics they are doing that. They made a really that.
1: believable set of houses. <laughs> yeah, on some <laughs>
2: level. Yeah. Yeah. So the other former major house is House Dagoth. And this is this is interesting. Of course, this plays into dagoth and mm-hmm. the events of the game Morrowind. Uh, house Dagoth, also called the Sixth House, Shadow House, Sleeping House, Lost House, or Tribe Unmourned, or the Unmourned House, is the defunct Sixth Great House of the Chimer, led by voren dagoth letter later known as Ur. all records of the house's existence were destroyed following the battle of red mountain and its members were either killed or absorbed into the remaining houses this is one of the few times where people can transition from one house to another is when a house is just
1: gone it's, right. it basically I, falls apart yeah and a little more of that i always got the um impression that a lot of it was like people who really weren't in a situation like children or stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. like okay well we don't need to necessarily kill everybody here we can just scoop them in and now you're part of this house and we're gonna just pretend that didn't happen
2: adopt them into our family they grow up as one of us they never know any different right right so we're Uh, talking that this group was powerful before the battle of red mountain this is before the tribunal this is hundreds or thousands of years before so much of what else is going on um and then we have the whole thing with uh, Dagoth Ur, and he goes into hiding, and then of course he comes back out of hiding, and then you have the events of the game Morrowind, where he tries to reconstruct the new medium in order to take over the Dunmer, and yada, yada, yada. Um, so, we, we, I'm sure we've talked about this on a few different occasions, and we can get more into the story of that in the future. Uh, but they used to be a great house, and they're just they're just not. The events of the Battle of Red Mountain led to their downfall so
1: yeah they're, they're they have a really creepy vibe to them too which is is interesting um other than just their banner and stuff like that they just they have it's like this, a ladybug it's a beetle it looks like a ladybug. It, yes it's to a me. beetle but right. yeah it i looks mean beetle like a beetle is a lady a ladybug is a type of beetle but yes and they have all these like dark tie-ins type of thing um, which is which is interesting because because they seem almost more like a cult at times More so than just like a great house, which is sort of unique to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're very cultish.
2: Yeah. I I guess every house is somewhere between cult and mafia. It's like (laughs) like the spectrum. It's like somewhere on that line somewhere. All right. So now we have historic houses. We'll get through these pretty quickly. Did you know the Dwemer are a historic house... Of the, of the Dunmer. Weird, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, little is known of the faction referred to some as House Dwemer. Go back and listen to our Dwemer episode, because we do talk about them. During the time of the First Council, Resdane was united by the Chimer hero Nerevar and the Dwemer king Dumak. According to some Imperial Texts and Tribunal Apocrypha, Apocrypha meaning not necessarily true or canon, the Dwemer of Resd- Resdane were considered a great house. So, at some point in that history, they might have had some say in some political events back in the day. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool if you think about it. Now, of course, yeah. the Dwemer disappear and nobody knows where they went to, and there was the whole Battle of Red Mountain and all that. A lot of questions around.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: around the Dwemer. Yeah, but at a time early on, they they did act like like a part of the Dunmer, or the, back then it was the Chimer, the Kimer traditional set of houses and, and all that so pretty cool then we have house mora which is a minor political house of dunmer that was later absorbed into house lalu in the first era since its founding house mora has had a deep-rooted human ancestry in their blood one of their most esteemed families was the rotham clan the royal family of Ebenhart, and ancient retainers of the high kingship of morrowind so we talk about like the Bretons having a mix of myrrh and Mannish blood, right? Mm-hmm. But House Mora probably did too.
1: Yeah, see, seems highly likely that it'd be a similar situation. Also
2: interesting to note that the uh, the people of like the Daggerfall region, the um, the uh, the Bretons, like that that group, also known for their ability at commerce yeah they I, again very and house lalu which may have had in brought in house mora who had human blood in them right. also right a commerce. A, maybe
1: that's yet another tie-in i mean maybe logically i could see the connection being there because it, it, that's one of the things it's it, an it, interesting coincidence
2: if it's not
1: y- yes it, it if there's nothing substantial there i could totally like okay but i fine but if there's like an actual connection it would totally make sense it would sync up there's the there's the way that they're politically savvy their amorous based style of getting ahead like it all mm-hmm. works yeah. so like the the fact that Is that a Manish trait?
2: I I mean, it seems (laughs) inherent to all the cultures. You could say that yes, it's a Murish trait as well. There's political intrigue. There's good. There's good commerce happening in Somerset and other places as well. Like, like everybody has some of that, right? It's just interesting that the house that happens to have the Manish blood also part of Falalu, who's also known for that. It's kind of this really kind of cool coincidence. Um, Then we end up with House Rathim, R A apostrophe A T H I M was an influential family in the city-state of Ebenhardt. They were known for being miners of Mithril. Some of the most notable Rathim are Katash... I'm sorry, Katar taria and Moralin. um once oh, we got to mithril <laughs> once we got to the word mithril i just saw like Gimli saying mithril <laughs> like, like my brain went lord of the rings <laughs> yeah but and, yeah and, mithril and, and, is a, it there's
1: a thing in- Mithril's not an overly commonly used thing in the series for mm-hmm. elder scrolls like it's it's there it's more there in the older games it's not really mentioned all that much so it's a little it definitely is a little more Lord of the Ringsy than than... <laughs> it feels that way. Yeah. And then we have House
2: Solothan. House Solothan is a little-known lineage that died out simultaneously in a momentous va- uh, battle. Um, or, I'm sorry, monumental battle. That's the actual word. During the time of the Chimer. They have an ancestral tomb in the northern uh, West Gash area near the township of Nisus. I think is how you pronounce that nicest, it, nicest whatever um so another one of those like hey these people used to be around a long time ago but we don't know much about them
1: yeah there was just kind of, they, I, again not that i can really add too much more to them but it's always kind of funny when it's just like you are an asterisk in the history of four it was like yeah we were yeah. around and there was a big battle and we're just totally done. Like, that was just it. We're just like, ooh, OK, well, that was abrupt. That kind of stuff, though, makes this stuff feel more real. Because it when you're does. in a place like
2: in the world and you come across yeah, like a tomb or something and you're like, oh, the house Solothan, who is that? They're well, not one of the ones I've heard of. And you find right. out, like, they died off
1: thousands of years ago. Sure. And I mean, cool. if they weren't this, you know, monumental great house with, you know, thousands and thousands of people in it, it, you know. Even say it's it's a group of a hundred or a thousand or whatever, but this huge battle happens in their region. It could be enough to just wipe them out. like especially right. if they didn't do well in the situation, there might just not be enough to survive the the lineage right. right. And maybe there
2: were less people around at certain points in history altogether so yeah, even if say, you dude, were a great house maybe you only had several dozen members of your house sure, may, maybe so you a know, minor house were notably smaller Exactly, yeah, a minor house may have been only like really two or three family units you know, like Just you never really know
1: somebody raising their hand can I be a
2: great house <laughs> I'm my own great house sit down Sean okay <laughs> the house of Sean will not be acknowledged <laughs> next year can I be a no Sean S- sit down <laughs> Let's move on with the meeting. All right. (laughs) And then we have House. All the Sean's of the show are like, hey, I want to be a great house. This is crap. (laughs) Hey, why don't Tom let me be a great house? I'm sorry. If your name is Sean, you can be a great house. I apologize. (laughs) So uh, then the last of these minor houses uh, um is house sotha sotha was a minor house with holdings in the homestead of ald sotha considered an unremarkable town belonging to an unremarkable family they are so unremarkable <laughs> that they become super important all <laughs> right the only known members were Sothasil, a future member of the Tribunal, <laughs> and Living God, and his older sister Sothanal. It is said that Vivek rescued Sothasil, the only surviving member of his house, from Ald Sultha when the town was destroyed by Maroon's Dagon. And man, this we, we need to talk about these guys because that is one. There's one of those weird stories about like this is how these two knew each other back
1: when they were kids or whatever. Right. Um. And and you know, there's not a lot to say with. Uh how <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thought obviously it is interesting though that um i i guess like for them being so notably small and unimportant they did have their own town named after them mm-hmm. so so like mm-hmm. It, I guess just there were more of them, but none of them really made a difference, I guess, you know, so to speak. And they do specifically mention, obviously, um, anybody who really is accustomed to the series, especially with the Morrowind uh, lore, is Sotha Sil being important. Um, but one little tidbit that I just love, this is super tangential, uh, just I always love bringing it up. And there's very few opportunities where I can bring it up. So <laughs> um His sister, who he, uh, you know, obviously has like a lot of um, reverence for, love for, he misses her because, you know, she's she's gone and he's like this basically living God. There is a note um, in the Elder Scrolls Online in the Clockwork City... Um, there's a few things that kind of imply that the uh, factotums that go around in the Clockwork City. Mm-hmm. The little uh, robot guys stuff, that walk around. Yeah, the little yeah. robot guys. Oh, they're kind of if big, you, but yes. Yeah, they are. I was in some, so, they're so they're all same size. Right. But if you play the game, um, you'll notice they have this weird, surreal voice um, that they actually talk. And it's implied that that was actually the voice of his sister. Oh, interesting. And, and they like, worked that into their design. Some of the stuff they say is sort of unnerving at times. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's just, like, I, I've always thought that that was... They never really explicitly go into too much of it that I ever found, but I just always thought it was a cool thing because there's so few members of that house that have any any remembrance in history of the series at all and theoretically she might constantly be in the series and we just might not have overtly noticed it that's interesting
2: yeah that's pretty weird yeah the yeah, clockwork city weird. stuff is really cool I'm, I'm so glad that they, they took the time to do a DLC area with all that stuff in it because yeah uh, getting to interact with Sotha Sil in the game is really cool and he's always got like really weird interesting things to say and um, it's uh, you only get so many moments with him but each one is pretty unique and interesting. I so, also um, think it's interesting w- how their names are set up like uh, like Chinese names, where the house name is first yes, and the individual first. name is second.
1: Yes, um, which I, I actually think that's kind of cool. I, I sort of like that actually. Um, and one thing that actually Rob brought up, I guess we could we could mention that specifically. Um, Dagon basically just nukes the town. That's wh- that's why they're deleted. It's not like a civil war or anything. Mayron's mm-hmm. uh, Me- Dagon blows us town. <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's the end of house. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we ever get an explanation of why I, I've never known why other than just F this place specifically. And just yeah. like I, I, there, there probably is, I, I uh, mean, it shows up in dialogue. It's, it's like a, it, off it does. So ac- uh.
2: according to this, it's like a, a, one of the dialogue things that just gets mentioned by a character named Tholar Saryoni, who's a dark elf priest in the game mm-hmm. Morrowind. Um, and it's one of those where I think he's just kind of explaining what's going on, but yeah, that's, it's, it's weird and kind of cool at the
1: same time. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's an interest it's an interesting way of just like deleting that house. It's just like, okay, Daedric intervention and you're all done. I'm like, all right, that, that one's, there's not much to that house, but it's pretty definitive what happened to that house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking through it right now and he's basically saying like um, yeah old Saltha the Daedric ruins northwest of or northeast of Vivek City uh, Vivek rescued Saltha Sil the only survivor of the minor house Saltha which barely mentioned here from the armies of Mehrunes Dagon yep. <laughs> it's just like which by the way they just
1: they attack them and he yeah them. which I mean to to rob the prince's point, Dagon just does that. I mean, sort of. The, the Daedric Prince of Destruction, like, hey, time to destroy something. Like, it's, it's <laughs> not gonna even squish this ha- this building right. <laughs> the city, it's now gone. Yeah, yeah, it's somebody did something to slight him once, and was like, "Oh, absolutely not. We're blowing you up." Like, so yeah,
2: yeah. So that's it. Those are all the the known great houses. It doesn't mean others won't come up in some interesting story later on because they disappeared long ago or emerged because we have this this other house that you know sadras which we don't know much about which seems to just kind of common in, come into prominence so there might be other houses you know just families out there that can, sure. can move into prominence in the future so that would be cool too but um that's that's going to be it for the the overview of all the different houses of Morrowind. Um, so now we've done the region. We've done an overview of each of the houses. Yeah, the general history, the houses. We probably need to talk about the tribunal, get into yeah. each of those. Um, there's definitely... I mean, we could go deeper into this stuff, too. There's always... There's lots of layers. Is this like an onion? Yeah,
1: more lots more of more gets pretty pretty deep and pretty out there.
2: Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's that's what... <laughs> man what have we opened up lotus where where are we going with all this um we've opened up a Kirkbride in box <laughs> oh god it's true it's true all of this i feel like is written by kirkbride which probably is um, which most of it is which is
1: yeah. to me you know peak kirkbride i love how weird some of this stuff gets right right and the villains make you not like them like and the problem is very few people are squeaky clean in this society so it's like it it feels gritty and realistic that it's like oh god you gotta like always watch what's going on so
2: Mm -hmm. yeah 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 this this side of kirkbride with like the squabbling families the political intrigue the these groups are powerful in these ways all of that very cool it doesn't get too esoteric right Uh, Yeah. Once he starts getting kind of out there, that's when things get like, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, we're not getting, we're, yeah, so we're not getting a It's coat cool, but is it cool for the sake of being cool or is it cool because it works and it's unique and interesting, right? Sure. Like, it's like the, the kid in school who was like, yeah, and check out my new jacket. And we're like, yeah, that's a really cool jacket. Like you're trying really hard to be cool rather yeah. than like that jacket just fits you. And so it's right. cool because it fits your personality, right? Yeah. You're like, man, you look at my new Lamborghini. It's like, yeah, you're wor- working really hard to try to be cool, dude. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I get it.
2: You own this you get it you got a lot of money you bought a lamborghini cool <laughs> all
1: right well you got anything going on you want to share before we wrap this up um so the big thing that i have coming up is um extra life it's uh december 3rd which from this show is two days away from our live recording date mm-hmm. uh you guys will probably get this over the next day or so so it'll be right on the brink of the uh the Marathon kicking off. Yeah, this episode which, goes up on Saturday morning, which means if you're yeah. listening to this over the weekend, go check out Lotus's yeah, Marathon. Good. Come join us. We'll be kicking everything off at 6 a.m. Eastern time, and I will be going at least until 2 a.m. Um, the following morning, at which point uh, oh ARC will be taking over from me and then streaming to continue the marathon, where Extra Life, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before, is... Um, you get, my specific campaign is going to the Boston Children's Hospitals, but it's uh, anybody can do it from the Children's Miracle Network. All of those hospitals are included. Um, all mm-hmm. of the proceeds go to the hospitals to help kids in need uh, get the treatment they, they uh, oftentimes can't afford otherwise. Yeah. So it's a really good cause um we will be marathoning through all sorts of elder scrolls stuff i'll be playing uh, eso a bunch but due to popular requests we will be playing some classics as well um and thanks to bethesda uh zenimax and uh the unofficial elder scrolls pages who we always mention on this show and we're affiliated with on tales of tamriel as well um they've all provided so many things uh, for us to be able to give away as we hit milestones throughout the marathon. And all you need to do is hang out with us. If you can't support financially, I totally get it. Like that's, that's fine. But even hanging out with us and sharing this stuff around, helps more than a lot of people realize Uh, and obviously any financial donations are super super great as well but uh, as we hit milestones there's there's all sorts of stuff we'll be giving away to people just hanging out with us in chat, keeping us awake and stuff like that so (laughs) really excited and uh, very hopeful that things will go well we're already off to a ridiculous start where we hit my original goal almost oh wow we haven't started yet that's awesome
2: that's awesome so really this is just you pleading for people to show up to keep you awake
1: oh without a doubt I, (laughs) i don't even i don't even remotely pretend that's not a thing i tell people a lot that i'm like yeah i'm really glad this is entertaining for everybody um you talking to me make sure i'm not asleep on my keyboard <laughs> at our like 16 plus non-stop it's uh-huh. like i start really losing it as it gets later on and that's why we try to relay it so that we can at least be moderately coherent right Whereas totally. i've done ones for 24 hours plus before that's too much And by the end I literally have been shown VODs. I'm like, I don't remember this. Right, no, like, my, I, my brain, brain is, gone is gone at that mush. point. I got nothing. Yeah. So, Rob the Princess says, Lotus
2: will be doing a live reading of Coda, right? If uh, Rob the Princess you know, donates $100 to charity, will you do a live reading of Coda?
1: Yes, I will do a live <laughs> reading of Coda. I'll need to get the entire... Oh my God, that script is so long. <laughs> <laughs> it might keep you awake, though. Or put everyone to sleep. Or put everyone to sleep. <laughs> what? How much money
2: to do a... like? Live reading slash pantomime reenactment, Ooh,
1: like a reenactment, like the, yeah. the like dramatic the one code thing code where reading. like the the hand is going into your head type right. Of thing. Right? Yeah, like where you needle. can like
2: you act it out as you read it. Like, oh
1: wow! Yeah, I, I there's some I, weird, I, there's some really messed up stuff in there to act there out. Sure is. <laughs> I, I wonder how I could cut off my hand. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you should it, have it, a stretch it, goal for that because that would yeah, be amazing. hey again when people get creative during like we haven't got a bunch of stuff planned out for milestones but oftentimes people will come up with goofy stuff i mean we've made reference to the one you did before Mm -hmm. Uh, people will come up with just goofy stuff it's like oh i what uh, what kind of donation to do this and uh, you had the one that i always like to joke about where you're like yep you have to play pvp in first person yep and i was like for fifty bucks, I will pay PVP for an hour in first person, and we read it about. It's totally 10 worth minutes, it because it's for the kids. Minutes, and eight, well, and then ten minutes later, somebody's like, "I will give you a hundred dollars if you stop doing." Right, this. everyone <laughs> suffers. <laughs> We're all suffering for the kids together. Yes, right. Yes. So it was, it's a good you know stuff like that always makes it fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, it's entertaining to watch. It's always been a good time. So fingers crossed that this is another great year. And at a bare minimum, it'll at least be fun and. We've already raised a bunch, and we haven't even started yet. So yeah, Well, good luck
2: with that. That sounds awesome. I'll I'll make a mental note to pop in and uh, potentially uh, ruin your stream. Uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Uh, I've got all my normal stuff, all my different shows, which, by the way, are are doing awesome. Everybody's tuning into the Lord of the Rings lorecast. If you're into Fallout also, the Fallout lorecast, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, The Starfield lorecast, we're going to be getting that up and going again soon as we start to get more info. Fingers crossed for maybe... Games, what is it? Gamescom that's coming up, the or the the awards, uh-huh. the game awards game's coming up. Yeah, the game yeah, awards yeah. that's coming up in a few weeks. Um, maybe there's often big reveals during that, so maybe we'll get a release date and some more information dropping. So if you're going to be in playing Starfield because you love Bethesda games like like we do, then that'll be the place to go for info. And then once we get the game out all the lore and all the background for all the world and all the stuff that we can dig up. So, um, yeah. So go check that out. Um, it's up currently, but there's some like old episodes where we're just like making crap up, which should be hilarious. I, I hope
1: I- I think Star Facts are confirmed. <laughs> star Facts. Yeah, <laughs> go, go listen to all our Star Facts. I have listened to that show. Uh-huh. Now, I personally stand by your Star Facts, especially the ones that Universal would add. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, that sounds strangely like Star Wars, but I don't know. Nope. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> totally unique. <laughs> totally unique. Alright. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week on Thursday night. Uh, come join us during the live stream, twitch.tv slash robots radio. And live stream people, thank you for being here. And all of our patrons and everybody who Helps helps us out with the show. We really do appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody